Earth. Fire. Water. Air. Long ago, the four nations lived in harmony. But everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> Oh god, I love this show so much. It's such a good show. I'm, I was really stoked when you said you wanted to do an Avatar episode. Yeah, well, <clears throat> just in case anybody is not hip, this is, of course, Was That In Good Taste with your host, James Berrien. Chandler Phillips. And this week we're talking the 2011 banger. Oh, it, oh wait, no, 2008. 2008 is when it came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, 2008. 2008. Right in the prime of my life. That's when I peaked. <laughs> Avatar. Am I peaking right now, actually? like uh, <laughs> Avatar. The, the last, last airbender. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I love that. That's, right, that, that's great. That's that great. Okay. <laughs> so how you doing? How you doing, Chanley? Ah, we're, doing, we're doing really well. Doing lately. really well? I oh. made some friends this week. You made some friends? Yeah. And, uh... I feel like I finally got like my posse um, starting to come to, or not, not, but like in the theme of Avatar, you got all these, all these loosely affiliated people who eventually joined together to create almost a world government of power. Who are you? Uh, who am I? In in Avatar. Um, I, th- I like to think I'm the Sokka. <laughs> I can see that. I, I like to. Think. I don't know who I would be. I don't think I have enough of a planning mentality to be Sokka. And that's where I think that, I think that tends to, you're either Sokka or Katara. I was going to say probably Katara. I can feel myself being Katara. I don't know why. You got mom vibes. Wow. That's fuck. (laughs) Fuck you. All right. In like, in a, in a respectable, like you're, you're responsible. You're empathetic. I'm I'm responsible. Who the fuck are you talking to? Anyway, you make an effort to take care of people more than you do to take care of yourself. And I think that is is showing. I'm waterbending. You can't see it, but it's happening. Mm. Bloodbending something. <laughs> I uh, know, right? So, of course, this week we're talking about Avatar The Last <laughs> Airbender. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm so excited. I don't even... I, I rewatched it because I watched it originally in, like, 2010 when I had the fucking flu. Hmm. And I was sick. And I was laying on my couch. Is that, like, the walking pneumonia or... The uh, fucking flu? The fucking flu. It's, you know, it, it sounds like an STD. It does, though. And I remember laying there, and I watched it through my fucking migraine. I remember loving the show. But it's been a long time, and they brought it to Netflix. And Recently. They brought it back. That's where I watched, that's where I watched it back in like 2008. They brought and it back, I think, in uh, like June or yeah. July. And people had issues with the formatting or something. Something was different about the show. People didn't like it. What? But I'm going to tell you something. I don't give a fuck. I watched it. A fucking plus. So in the honor... It's been A1 since day one. A1 since day one. In the honor of the great General Ira, we are drinking... We're drinking tea. Hot leaf juice. (laughs) Fuck! That's one of my... That was on my little That was on your your quotables? Of course. Your potent quotables? My potent quotables. (laughs) He's like, this tastes like hot leaf juice. (laughs) Uncle, that's all that tea is. (laughs) Ah! Uh, all right he's actually he's 
I think he's my he's the one he's the character I aspire to be, but I know I'm not there yet. In fact, I have plans. I want to get a white lotus tattoo. Me and, too. But we can't tell anyone. No, we can't. No. I mean, not many are are uh, familiar with the white lotus. And also, we'll also want a red lotus tattoo just to. But those who are can always find a friend. <laughs> um. So in honor, we're drinking tea and also in the honor of appa i guess yeah we're having some uh but let's we'll get to that in a second first let's talk about the tea let's talk about this hot (laughs) juice girl spill that tea um me i don't know what the hell i'm having i don't even know what the brand is um it was in like a an assorted uh loose leaf tea thing that i had i think you got the um rhubarb and peach yes Uh, i'm gonna tell you the honest truth yeah it's decent. Like decent? Like, like uncle. <laughs> like uncle, my favorite tea is usually an oolong. Mm. You know, hit you with a little tea facts here. Hit All teas come from the same plant. Did you really? know that? I did not know yes. that. Yes. They come from either it's like um like a pe- it's like a red pepper, you know, like it's different time on the plant hmm. and also where it's picked from on the plant. See, I knew specific teas used like specific leaves, but I didn't know that it was all the same. I thing. mean, there are different types of tea. Yes, there are subspecies, and... but generally, you, all all plants have an oolong, a white, a green, and a black tea, hmm. depending on where you pick them from. What on flag the... is that? <laughs> white, black, and green. Is that? I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I was trying to make a. Never mind. Um. So I, I think tea is super awesome. I mean, you're drinking. A three-year-old Oprah chai tea from Starbucks, which is very delicious. I like how um, we traded tea. We did a little we tea swap. Did. The Oprah chai actually is super good. Um, at the time, all the purchases, a ten percent went to like a women's organization, which was huh. super really interesting. This is a very good tea tea because that's what chai means. Ah, um, yeah. mm-hmm. um, it's 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 very good. They currently still sell a uh, the Oprah chai in uh, in the chai tea latte variety. Which is just TT with milk. <laughs> TT milk. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I feel like this it's a good tea. It's very aromatic. It has the cinnamon, the nutmeg. It has the traditional kind of chai flavors. It's not as good as a traditional masala chai, but mm. it is what it is. I'm a I'm a fan of it. Um last time I had a good like chai tea. I had actually made it into a frozen custard, and okay, white man. It was oh. last time you had your TT. You made it into a into a frozen custard. Gotcha. I made it into ice cream. It was the what's the alcohol? It was chai cream. Um. All right. So what we're drinking is uh a returning returning to the pod. Oh, I forgot we've had this one again. Um, it's a uh, Polish um. Z- Zub- Zubrokawa? Zubroska? Zubroska. <laughs> and, uh, it's bison grass uh, infused. Not flavored. Infused. I tend to like those infused flavors because they're not as syrupy, you know? <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. And uh, so in honor of Appa the Flying Bison, we're going to do um, a couple Flying Bison grass shots of vodka. Huh? You like Ooh. how we link that one together? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I'm oh, I'm super excited to enjoy this with you, my friend. This journey has been long. 
and arduous, but we've done it. This is the last of this bottle, too. It is. I wanted to make sure that we had had oh. just a little bit left for uh, for this. All right. Um, yep, yep. 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 I haven't done vodka shots in a while. But this one is still very good. It's still a little sweet. Whoa. What is that at the end? It's 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 almost like it tastes like it tastes like the back end of a of a rhino badger mole. A freaking (laughs) tastes like (laughs) badger moles. Badger moles, my favorite friends. It's uh, it's got a little bit of uh, swamp aromatics to it. I don't know. I I tend to, to I tend I think it tastes like like it's got a little bit of cinnamon. But if that cinnamon were kind of steeped in bog water and then set on fire, Ugh, man, I don't know. It's kind of it's got a little funkiness at the end there. Uh, it's it's been on my shelf for. A year and a half now? I don't know. All right. Well, come on, Twinkle Toes. Let's let's talk some Avatar. All right. So Woo! we've been trying to do this this new segment um, that is aptly named "Make Me Laugh, Clown," where we try to go back and forth with stupid jokes. But today, today we're just going to go back and forth with our favorite Avatar quotes because there's so many to choose, and from. they may not be funny. They're probably not funny, yeah. um, but they're just they're. I I picked some that like resonated with me from the show, like those ones that like you saw as a kid and you're like, "Damn, that's deep." And then you rewatch as an adult <laughs> and you're like, "Oh shit, that was really deep." Mm-hmm. Right? So I'll get since I already used one of yours, um, the hot leaf juice one. I'll I'll let you read off first, and then and I'll go next, and then you'll go after that, and then I'll go again. Is that how it works? You're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna all, 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 all alternate. We're gonna uh, what is it? Alternate because of the acronym for Avatar: The Last Airbender. Get it? <laughs> Do you get it? No, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, go, I'm also gonna try to kind of imitate the voices of the characters oh, or the course. tone. <laughs> I can't. I was hoping you I'm would. not good at it. Oh. You know, so I'm gonna hit you with one that's just so fucking funny to me. But I can't do it. And it's just like, hello, Zuko here. (laughs) (laughs) From the scene where he finally joins the group. He's like, oh, uh, he's like, yeah, so, um, I'm, I'm good now. I mean, I know I was good before, but like, I'm really good this time. (laughs) Uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I think. In comparison to Korra, the show The Last Airbender is really about Zuko. Like, yeah. All right. I just want to put that one out there before we move. All right. Here's here's mine. Um, <clears throat> the boulder is conflicted about fighting a young blind girl. And mine is, you've seen nothing once, you've seen it a thousand times. Oh, I wasn't done yet. What? <clears throat> oh, no. The boulder is over his conflicted feelings. It's just so good to hear a guy be able to express his inner <laughs> monologue. <laughs> what was it? What was it, too? It's like, it's like, oh, it's like, it's like, 
We no longer fight for money. Now we fight for the Earth Kingdom. The Earth Oh, the boulder was honestly the best character. Well, I stepped uh, on yours, so you go again. All right, all right. Well, so then we're not really alternate. It's no, more, but I did. I said uh, it. Uh, okay, all right, all right. <clears throat> what do I got here? Um, drink cactus juice. It'll quench you. Nothing's quenchier. Oh my fucking god. It's the quenchiest. That literally my fucking thing that I was going to say next is it's the quenchiest. Oh, this this guy. <laughs> it's the quenchiest. Fuck. Gang guy. All right, it's, you go. You go ahead. Fuck, man. What do you got? Oh, it's I a good can't. thing we we were only supposed to do 3 each, but we ended up like each writing 6 um just in case. All right, hair. It's time to meet your doom. Ooh. Oh man. That one's a good one. Cause she's so fun in that last scene when, so when she when she becomes when when she becomes the Fire Lord, she becomes completely unhinged. Mm-hmm. She literally just loses her fucking mind. Well, she's trying for so long to become the heir to the Fire Nation, and then as soon as she does, they're like, "Oh, by the way, there's now a new level that you're not gonna reach." <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> little shucks. Bye. I have it pains about her, but we're gonna continue All after right. we. Oh um, lord! These ones are getting getting a little bit more legitimate, a little bit more serious. Uh, from Iro, it's important to draw wisdom from different places. If you take it from only one place, it becomes rigid and stale. Since we're going back and forth with deep quotes, I have one here. All right. <clears throat> Pants are an illusion, and so is death. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, shit, what's... Oh, is that... Is that from the one the episode where Aang couldn't sleep? And it, No, which one is that That's one? from the Swamp episode. That's Hafu, oh. the guy who, was, who goes into the swamp, and he makes, like, a swamp monster. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Then, in that same vein, uh, he also says later that episode, We're all living together, even if most folks don't act like it. We all have the same roots... We're all the same branches of the same tree. Mm. Oh, some real shit right there. Some real shit. <laughs> fucking, no, I don't I love this shit so fucking much. I got Ira over here. <clears throat> Life happens. I can't fucking do it. <laughs> Life. Happens. I feel like no. If you do, if you try to do an Iro accent too hard, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's no. not good. Life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not. Listen. I can't. I gotta say, Ira is like the number one character of the fucking show. He's the best, you know. But the more you watch the show and the more you talk about it, you kind of realize that everyone there, like, I was reading some article about how Sokka's the joke. He's like the worst character of the show. But false. They obviously haven't watched it recently because he's kind of like the real cornerstone. He's the brains of the operation. Yeah, he earns their respect. And if anything, he's the person who plans the the everything when it comes to the attack on the fire nation he's the main coordinator yeah. that's why i said i'd like to be Sokka, but i don't think i have the planning skills his, his whole issue is that he's insecure yeah you know because he's not a bender and he's surrounded by the most powerful benders all the time but but if anything well andy's a teenage boy so yeah. like but, but if anything you know he's 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 so amazing you know I, I mean, got oh, you got more. I okay. got one I last quote. You got one more. I think I do. All right, we'll go. We'll do one each. More and all right. Here's my last one from King Boomy, um, of the uh, city of Omashu. 
Instead of seeing what they want you to see, you got to open your mind up to the possibilities. And then they proceed to sled down the fucking mail system <laughs> and just wreak havoc on the entire city of Omash. It's fucking great. Oh, this fucking show. All right, what's what's your last one? That's it. I think I'm out. You're out? I think I'm out. You spent? I spent. Oh, there's always... Well, next time we do this, we'll have to incorporate Cora uh, quotes as oh, well. Oh, totally. Cause... Oh, man. Cora had uh, bangers. I'm not... I just watched Cora. We're not going to get into it too heavy, but I'm going to say that... We would have too long of an episode if we tried to do both in one. No lie. Cora is much better than I thought. It's just a different kind of show. Exactly. You know, Avatar, The Last Airbender, is very deliberately three seasons, but since we're going to start talking about it now, in a way, I feel like anything that's directly involved or related to Aang as a character, most of it is kind of weak when it comes to him. How so? Because, for example, the things I remember in memory being, like, really important, like, he learns earthbending actually pretty fast. There's an episode. It's really an episode. Once he meets Toph, mm. right, it's an episode. You know, even even firebending, it becomes, it's, a, it's like a three-episode arc, but it becomes an episode, and then he learns firebending. When you look at the other characters, Zuko, his his journey is three seasons long. His Katara, whole arc. Katara is a three-season arc. Even Sokka, you know, from the very beginning, the first episode where he's out there talking to children, and he's, like, trying to lead children. As know, an army. You know, as an army to the last two episodes of the season, actually, like, getting up there and being too insecure to even speak to the his plan. Yeah. To the people so they can go and they can attack the Fire Nation. All the characters have real, like, these real drawn-out kind of arcs. And Aang does have his moments. But it's kind of buried behind what's going on with Zuko. Mm-hmm. What's going on with what's going on with, with Ira, What's going on with the other characters. Well, because each time he's learning a new element, it's it's not about him so much as it is his relationship with the teacher. Yes. And so, like... When they get into his backstory, they, he doesn't have much backstory. Like, I, I mean, they have, he was at the Earth Temples, and he'd, he'd go around, and he had one particular monk that he was fond of, and he was friends with, and then he's 12. Like, how much backstory can you have? That's true. I will say, though, one of the things that, like, you know, one, the show is rated Y7. I, I'm kind of surprised at that, hmm. you know? Y7. <laughs> um, so, so some of the weaknesses when it comes to the writing of the show it's stupid I'm not going to spend time oh the writing in this because the show is apparently meant for children what and it just it got picked up because they can't appreciate it the way that <laughs> it's written so well so there are weaknesses in the show that are kind of by bad writing like Sokka really wants to gain an identity after he loses his boomerang so he finds a teacher in the fire in the fire nation who can teach him sword fighting and he becomes a sword fighting master in one episode now the episode is good you know and at mm-hmm. the end the master's like of course you you didn't even change your name and like you're obviously like you know not from the earth from the fire kingdom and it's a very good episode but the weaknesses of the show were they sometimes have these crazy entire arcs over the course of you know, one episode. And it's a little weak, but it's a show for children. And I, I don't want to be, well... I mean, they have to wrap it up at some point. You yeah. know, yeah. So, I, so 
the the problem that I found with Aang is that he, that happens to him more often hmm. than the other characters. You know, to the point where in the third season, when Zuko's becoming good, he looks back and there's a flashback of an actual scene from the show from the first episode where he's saying that he's going to chase down the Africa. He's going, well, they did two. One is before we've ever met him. And and the second one is him talking to Iroh. And he's like, I'm going to get the Avatar. I have to capture the Avatar. And his voice is different. And the character is different so dramatically that it's almost foreign. Ponytail Zuko. Like crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's, It's almost weird to think back on Ponytail Zuko having seen the entire series. Like you, you kind of can't but i do love how they acknowledge in like the last few episodes he's you know he's like hey, i'm sorry that i sent the crazy like exploding bender after you like what that was you you <laughs> sent sparky sparky boom man <laughs> you know it's like uh, of course obviously it makes no sense for them to accept him immediately well and then <laughs> they do the little easter egg in cora where he's yeah. like i actually sent someone kind of similar to this guy <laughs> to kill the avatar <laughs> 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 and it's like, damn, you're a little too proud of that. I know, right? The, you know. No, but I think, well, because also the difference is Aang, Aang is only a really master of, of airbending. Like the other ones he knows and he can do, but he's not, he's not full. Ma- the Jedi, rec- the Jedi Council recognizes his place in the counts, but he's not a rank of master. Now here's a here's a question just popped into my head here, and I, I was kind of wondering about this, right? But like, if you look, you'll see. Um, so you have firebending, right? Yeah. Firebending, lightning bending. Yeah. Right. Because fire is really, I think, energy bending. But you know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what the fuck. Water bending. All all water benders seem to be able to produce ice. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, they're you know all water benders, but. I think that might technically count, but you have bloodbending. Right? Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You have earthbenders. Yeah. Earth, metal bending, and lava bending. Does does make an appearance. Water. Oh, you I mean, mean air. air. Oh, it's in everything. Does air have its own, like, ancillary crazy bending thing? I don't think they've ever shown that. Uh, they, well, I think that the... Extra bending that goes into air is the uh, the flying. The fact that well, you have in the actual use of the glider, where mm. and uh, and it's spirituality. It's not just it might be spirituality. Yeah. Though in in Korra, Zaheer, he's obsessed with like an airbending master. He just starts flying. He literally just starts. He start well that. That threw me off in court because I'm like, they all can fly. No, 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 no. But he wasn't just, he wasn't floating. He was levitating. He literally just started fucking flying around like Superman. Yeah. But I guess that kind of makes sense because if you can control the wind enough to lift you in an updraft on like a glider, then you, yeah. You should be able to control the air around you enough to keep you buoyant in the air. But what. What's interesting to me is so it goes back to the Iro quote that I said earlier. You have to uh, take take information, take knowledge from from a bunch of different sources, and that's where that's where lightning bending really comes from is from the adoption of firebenders 
uh, using water bending techniques, but just doing it super fucking focused. And it's the the cross the it's if you have each direction is an element, then you get your northwests, your southeasts. I just don't get lava bending. It's metal bending makes sense, right? Because literally, first of all, bending metal should be easy because metal is earth. Yeah, but it's refined earth. But it's. Well, what about being able to to bend an asteroid? <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> He's like, it's Earth. He's like, it's not from Earth. It's space Earth. <laughs> space um, Earth. You know. Well, and then you get sand bending too, which I think is the middle ground between air and. But I feel like anybody should have been sand if they're Earthbender because it's literally just Earth. But the technique, technique, Squidward, technique. You know what? I just have to remember that like it's all tied down and based into like a martial art. Yeah. You know, which is why, because I just finished Korra, you know, when you watch people do bending in that show, sometimes it's a little different because it's a different time of, you know. Also different redefinitions yeah. of martial arts. So the people, they bend a little differently and the bending behaves a little differently because the bending of Earth is a certain type of of martial art that's tied into the bending. And it's just very interesting watching, you know, like, for example, uh, Katara doing these fluid motions. It is more like Tai Chi. You know, and it's very close to air, but it is different. Mm -hmm. Whereas Earth is completely opposite of both of them, you know. I think that one's like uh, Hopgar. Listen, I don't remember. We should have looked it up, but I I, I used to know, but I don't know anymore. But then you get into, like, Korra, and it's all the styles kind of adopt more of a Muay Thai stance, where it's... Because it's also very modern. And also, in Korra, you know, we're not going to get into the story and stuff, but, like, there are way more lightning benders. There are way more (laughs) metal benders, and and people, you know, because the proliferation of knowledge... Yeah. You know. Exponential growth of civilization. Yeah, so, like, you know... But that being said, even Toph says in that show, she's like, oh, you know, my daughters, who are the best metal benders, she's like, they're not, they're... They still don't They're not. They're, she's like, like they they're not very really good. But they're... You know, it's very different. Um, I, so, all right. All right, we're, gonna, we're getting into... Uh, getting what, into what, 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 all right, question number one, favorite episode. Oh, man, that is fucking hard. All right, favorite episode that doesn't put you into an emotional coma <laughs> oh um, man because i mean i could say tales of bossing say uh which by the way can i say something hmm. on this rewatch i skipped it halfway through no you know why because you didn't want to feel those feels because after the first one mm. that's the one with appa right no or no that's he has a separate one that's yeah, appa yeah. come oh, yeah. oh the ta- that's the that's 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 like appa and his like little journey Oof. no the first one is about iroh's son Ah, oh, fuck. And honestly, that's yep. That after watching that, I was like, I remember this episode and I'm actually not going to do this to myself. I can't listen to that song without just getting a little teary-eyed mm. and yeah. I, I, sometimes you just don't want to emote that hard. Yeah. And the thing about the episode is so crazy is cuz like, I was going around and he's like he's so kind. Um that's the one where he tells a mugger how to mug him better no but remember at the end he was like he's like he was encouraging him to like follow his dreams like you really think i can do it yeah it's like of course of course you can do you know you you could be a better mugger but you could also like just 
do the other things. No, remember he was he when they cut back to him. I think the marker wanted to be like a, a drummer or something. I don't know something. Uh, and he was like he yeah. was like he was like you wouldn't think I could do that. He was like of, of course yeah, you could. Why not, man? Because remember he said he was like yo you could do this. He's like but you don't seem like the mugging type. He's like I'm not. It's it's just confusing. It's really hard and it's just like fuck. Oh and because not only is it character development for Iroh in that in that moment, but it's also. Uh, pointing out that like petty crime violent crimes and stuff that that happens on the streets isn't nobody wants to have to steal for their food it's very hard to think of a favorite episode that doesn't like wrench my heart out because there are so many moments in that show like uh like here's a moment like when Iroh is locked up by the fire by the fire nation mm. and he's like oh, I'll put some effort in he's like exercising he's pretending that he's crazy I watched that episode three times in a row when quarantine started it's such a fucking good episode <sighs> um well and the Zuko comes in and he's like look at you you sad piece of shit why why'd you let yourself get captured but he but he's so angry and upset with himself <sighs> you know real shit Though I think, well, what is your favorite episode that doesn't destroy your heart? Uh, the swamp episode. That is a very good episode. That that one's one of my favorites because not only do you get the everyone's on their own little journey, it breaks up the group a little bit, but you also get a new, like a completely new sect of of people because. They set it up in the beginning. They set up. You got your Earth Nation, Fire Nation, Water Nation, and the uh, extinguished air nomads. No one ever talks about these swamp benders. That's true. And they just, oh, by the way, we happen to bend water too. We can. Like I love that shit. And there, I, I love the message that comes through in that episode. That's just we're a lot more connected than we are different. And as soon as we realize that we'll be able to reach a, a better plane of existence that is, or just be more content in our current plane of existence. That is very, very good. Are there any episodes that you don't like? Do you remember any, do you remember, do you remember a bad episode? Um, are there any bad episodes? Um, the only one that, I'd say I probably is probably most forgettable for me because I don't think there's any bad episodes, but the most forgettable for one uh, one for me is the one I'm remembering right now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah is uh, when Ang gets his first firebending teacher, mm. and he's like, "All right, sit here and squat for five hours and hold this leaf," <laughs> only because I just saw it. I could see why it's forgettable, but there's one mem- moment in it that's not forgettable. It's what he burns Katara. Right. Wait, I mean, it. <sighs> character development, plot, and all that. Like, the, the episode was important. There were no wasted episodes, I don't yes. think. But that episode is kind of forgettable. The other one, I'd say, uh, Zuko's date. But I think that was in Tales of Bossing Say, wasn't it? Yes. And then fuck me. Oh, that's that's ro- that's false. Is not wasted. Is is actually the one where Zuko and oh, what, the, what the fuck is his sister's name? What did I forget? Azula. Zuko, Azula, May, and oh, the beach, the beach episode. That episode is awesome. 
the episode is so because like it finally shows them as actual teenagers not just royalty of a nation like and the, and the thing is is that azula it gives her context as a person because i don't believe that she's because pe- nobody in the show is purely evil or good technically even when they go back into the past and they talk about fire lord sozin mm-hmm. he was not purely villainous no you know, he, he was friends with uh know, roku he if anything it wasn't really that he was villainous he was overly ambitious he was hubristic yes it was lack of hub- is lack of hubris the and, hubris and that happens to people sometimes that even happens. when they're even when they're good and they're kind is that they believe like he really believed that he was going to share isn't that the majority of imperialism <laughs> yeah like he really like he really did want to share this but he, the, he but the reason why he felt he could is because he had this amount of power you know right. what i mean and i feel like azula really is a reflection of this because she says she's like oh i think it's a quote i was gonna write down where she was like oh my mother she's like you know even my mother thought i was a monster and it was it was true yeah but like children aren't monsters (laughs) that's that was the quote it was true but it still hurt a little bit but but here's the reality is that children aren't monsters Mm. you know no matter how vicious a child might be or if they you know kill a frog or something children are not malicious machines you know they react to their parents right products of their environment so if the mother treated her like she was a monster that's probably what contributed to her internalizing internalizing it Mm. you know and becoming a monster because she felt not loved because the father obviously doesn't love them right right the mother is the one and she wants the mother to love her but she doesn't she really loves the son because the daughter is kind of rude and vicious. Well, so I think the what that what that episode highlighted was that uh, Azula's Azula's love language was acts of violence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that she uh, was better bonded with her father, who um, displayed affection because he he did love them. I think I, I wouldn't say he didn't love that. He just uh, was a sociopath. I mean, he was he was capable of feeling affection for both Zuko and Azula, and that's why uh, Azula pursued the uh, routes of of perfectionism mm-hmm. that she did. I mean, yes, he was withholding, but her being better than Zuko and her ranking ahead of him was the way uh what was it sozin no um uh, ozai ozai uh showed affection to her so of course she would identify and and feel a bond greater with her dad and follow in his footsteps and because of that zuko's mom ended up being more um uh, uh nurturing to zuko she she was uh she was the safety net and Azula didn't need a safety net. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time she was antagonizing. And so I think it was a dysfunctional family dynamic, to say the least. You look at the beach episode, you see Azula actually kind of craving kind of a little normalcy. She craves affection. Yeah. She doesn't really know how to go for it, but she doesn't. Well, she doesn't know how to how to get affection and attention without violence 
or without proving herself, proving dominance. And when she tries, it doesn't work out for her because she doesn't have the experience mm. and it hurts her. She's socially illiterate. And that's why she loses her friends. Yeah. You know, cause Lee's like, he's like, you made a mistake. He's like, I love Zuko more than I fear you. <sighs> oh. You know, and I think that's the thing is that miscalculation. She, she is, and I don't think that, I don't think she did not care about her friends. I think she does, yeah. But she only knows how to express and grab attention via fear, mm-hmm. which is why the last when in the last episode when she becomes a fire lord and she immediately breaks down. Because think about this: she was vying for her father's attention. Right. Her father's like, "You can have this. I'm going. I'm. I'm gonna get something better. You can." That's exactly it. He bounces, and now that she's there, she's got everything she's wanted, but not except for his affection, except for his attention. Exactly. And she has a breakdown, which is why I think that like it's actually so well written that she just completely breaks down. Mm. She sends everyone away. She cuts her hair. Like I mean, she can't. The number one sign of just becoming unhinged is cutting your own bangs, (laughs) right? Well, you know, it seems like a joke, but like she's there. And she's so she's so angry at herself, like she 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 literally wants to send everyone away, and she wants to lash out, and there's no one to lash out at, so she lashes out at herself, and she's falling apart. Uh-huh. And it's written so well when I saw it, is that they don't really build her up as an empathetic character. When you watch somebody just fucking break, yeah, it's it, it was like wow, like holy shit, like. But also you got that that moment of like when Zuko's like, well, what should I do? She's still my sister. Should I like show leniency? Like how do I – should I try to reason with her? Like what's what's the approach? And Iroh's just like, nah, she's crazy. Yeah, like, man. She's, she's crazy, yeah. She's got to go down. Yeah. And I mean – Iroh being the the voice of reason character, you kind of got to think, is she too far gone to be – well, he didn't say he didn't say kill her. He didn't say, but she said she has to go down. <laughs> yeah, she does have to go down. I think Ira was like also really like seriously his arc. Like they don't show him as like the great conqueror, like the 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 last dragon. <laughs> they don't show his war crimes. Uh. They, don't, they don't show that. But when you look at him and the way that he reacts, and when they go into it in Korra a little bit, like the the going to the first, the going to the dragons and stuff, mm-hmm. you realize that like he. His, his son, he lost his son mm-hmm. while he was on a siege at Ba Sing Se, right? That's when his son died. Right. And then he just upped and left because I think he realized, like, this is a waste and this is wrong. And that's why he adopts and grabs at life the way he does. It's very sad, actually, his story. You know what I mean? His entire arc is a retribution arc or is, is trying to find some redemption for... I think his internalized guilt for having killed his son. 100%. Because, yeah. I mean, he was the general in charge of the siege of Bossing Say. He was the one calling all the shots. And he even said it in Korra, I think. Or was it Avatar? He even says it where he, he well, spoiler, he's in Korra. As a spirit, <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> where, like, he mentions, like, he's like, oh, you know, like, I used to have dreams of, oh, it was it was Avatar. He was like, I had dreams of conquering Bossing Say. And now I'm going to be in the upper ring with my own tea shop. Right. Like, isn't that crazy how life is? And who would have thought I'd ever return as a tourist? Right. Like he, he was, he was really thinking like, and there was a point in his life where he was really consumed the idea 
of breaking down the walls of Ba Sing Se. Right. You know? And that says so much about who he is, really. And then when he was offered the power that is rightfully his of the Fire Nation, he turns it down. Declined. You know? But I also, I can't, we can't, we got to talk about Ba Sing Se because, yo, I don't know if you ever saw um, Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, oh shit, this is the same thing with the rings. Yeah. Like, holy shit. And it's... Huh. Cast systems tend to be a reoccurring theme. I know. But I, there's something about Bossing Sad they think is like... It, they make it for a children's show. It's like, even in Korra, the Outer Ring is still poor. Bruh. They killed Jet. Yo. Yo. Like, Lao Guy? They killed Jet. Like... And I love how... All right. We'll get back to bossing sex, but just the um the Fire Nation play of what was going on, <laughs> like the recap episode where they did it in the play. Yeah, uh, fucking hilarious. Oh, I and love you- that. <laughs> Actually, you know what? They're so that's the last season of Avatar. Yeah, in Korra, they have an episode two where it's um it's uh it's not Beric. Bolin. No, it's yeah. not Bolin. It's uh what's what's the brother's name? Fuck. Um. The, wait, Bolin and the brother Mako. Mako. Mako is telling his grandmother and the prince of the Earth Nation and their cousin what happened in his part, and mm. then the other part is he was just spilling tea. He was he just was. like, so I was dating Kor, yeah. and yeah. then I was dating yeah. Sam, so and like, then uh... they both have a recap episode, but the one from Avatar is awesome. The device, the literary device that they used to do yeah, it, I was love it too. Hilarious. Because Toph is like, I sound like a man. I sound like a like a six, eight tall man. He's like, yeah, it's like that's awesome. It's you like know? they got me right. <laughs> they got me right. And that episode is crazy good. And even then, they're like, so did Jet die? <laughs> <laughs> right. I love that too. <laughs> I love um, that. And then Sokka's even like, well, a little unclear on that, yeah. but we haven't seen him since (laughs) like fuck man oh man which that kid that kid is like how you you get an understanding of how people are radicalized oh 100 percent. because like is he wrong like if you if you were if you as a child watched a a foreign power come into your place of life and Mm -hmm. kill everyone you know or do great irreparable economic or social or physical harm to the people that you know or the place you live yeah wouldn't you grow up angry a little just a little resentful you know probably and it's very easy to be blunt he was gonna kill a town of people he destroyed their town yeah. he literally flooded their town he almost killed the children the younglings too <laughs> like he's seriously he was so blinded that he but- was gonna kill everyone mm-hmm. he was he was ready to go down that road and he had an entire squad of orphaned kids ready to go down that road but how wrong was he can, especially during war can you think that that's the thing he's, you know he's thinking he's an insurgent resistance group but and also can we be fair there's a little difference Let's get a little real world, you know, but like, let's say that you're an Arab American here and you're radicalized by news about what's happening in Syria, even though you're not from Syria. But let's say, you know, that's what happens. Like you're an Arab American and you feel like this, this great violent anger towards like this imperialist power that you see as being in the United States. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the Fire Nation is actually evil, and the, <laughs> unlike real life, it's not super gray. Like you know, granted there is gray, but mm-hmm. like there's gray in the world of Avatar. But like the Fire Nation, like the stuff behind it's gray, but they're not gray. They come, they kill you, they raise everything, they steal all your stuff, and that's kind of it. You know what I mean? There is no question of whether or not. Were there any examples where Fire Nation colonial presence and colonial power improved the lives of uh, those being occupied? Let's think about this. Let's dwell I mean, on that question. To be honest, technically the Fire Nation was really bad at being an imperialistic power because in a hundred years, um, they they killed the they're nomads, but they did not until the actions of avatar they didn't actually take over the north and south pole so they didn't really affect the waterbenders um omashu was untouched until the until the actions of avatar and bossing say was unseaged the entire time so really the Fire Nation only really did harm to the small villages and towns between the big lands. So that means in 100 years, they were pretty ineffective. Hmm. Interesting. So they didn't really... Impe- well, I guess they were... They were more like uh, Britain and India rather than... Because yeah, like they, want, like they, they wanted to get Bosing Se, but they couldn't physically. Right. Um, the... The Southern Weather Tribe is much smaller than the Northern Weather Water Tribe. They had effectively um, subdued, or oh yeah, they pretty much kept their way isolated because they had subdued the powers into yeah. turtling. Yeah, you know. So they all they really did over that hundred years was um, uh, neuter essentially the yeah. the military power of. Yeah, I was reading the Southern Water Tribes. I was reading and, like the Wikipedia about the technology because I was curious. Mm-hmm. Like in real war, the most technology that was invented and created was by the Fire Nation. Most of it was militaristic, but there, but they kept everybody else from advancing. Right. You know, because you couldn't go outside of Bossing Say. Mm, true. You know, and you could get raided by the Rhino Squad. And all, and outside of Bossing Say, there were because you remember the episode where Ang goes to the Fire Nation. He's in school. He's from the Fire Nation. He's from the the Earth Kingdom colonies. Right. Because they did colonize the small towns and cities and stuff. Well, that's what out- Jet was trying to flood. Yeah. He, as a colony. Yeah, so they, they did create these colonies, but they didn't take down the powers mm. until the actions of Avatar. Now, what about... Hold on, I'm trying to think of, of, a, of a reference point. What about the... Um, Oh, no, I lost it. Yeah, don't hurt yourself. Oh, man, I think I might have sprained a neuron. <laughs> well, here's the last question. All right. That you posed. I think it's a stupid question. You asked, is Avatar an anime? No, it's not an anime. What is wrong with you? Is it not an anime? No, it's not. Why not? That's easy, because anime is Japanese. Like, just hands down? 100%. What? Anime is Japanese. Back in the, like the, like the late 80s, early 90s, we used to call it Japanimation. Back mm. when we used to like buy bootleg animes and stuff from like the Chinese vendors, you know, with like bad English subs. But anime is Japanese. Now, there's ramen in China, and there's ramen in Vietnam, and there's ramen in J- Japan, mm-hmm. and they're all different. But anime is Japanese. You do have American animated works, 
that have the influence of Japanese anime, but it is not anime. What about like animated works out of Korea or technically still not anime? Technically they're not anime, but like they're closer so a little but... All right, here what about did you ever watch the show Kappa Mikey? No. Ah. This one we'll get into in another episode. But just Is K Rock is K Rock J pop? Mm-hmm. Or J Rock? It's not. You know, BTS is not a Japanese, you know, rock group or pop group. They they there is there are differences. Uh see I didn't know anime specifically like technically if it's not from Japan, it's just sparkling animation. I mean, I guess. I mean, because uh, even though you think about it, um, the animation style of Korea is not Japanese anime style. No. I mean, it's influenced. It's, it could be. Well, now because of the popularity of Japanese of, of anime. Globalists. Because, <laughs> because of the, the popular influence of popular animes, yes, a lot of animation is influenced by it. But Avatar doesn't even actually have the traditional. Like, for example, uh, the shortcuts they, they take in anime to reduce the amount of cost mm. uh, in the animation. They don't do a lot of that in Avatar. Like, Avatar is kind of has an Asian vibe to it, but, like, yeah. nothing about it looks like even a modern anime. I disagree. In the terms of, like, some of, some of the cutscenes and the way they show exaggerated emotions. But like it's, but it's it's very it's it's influenced. It's I mean the way they do it I think is more. It's like saying Jackie Chan Adventures is an anime. Jackie Chan Adventures is way more anime influenced than Avatar. Uh... Jackie Chan Adventures is, has like crazy like like especially with like uh like Jackie's facial expressions and I forgot the name of the niece or whatever mm-hmm. like. That show was crazy, crazily heavily influenced by, like, Japanese anime. You know, My Hero Academia does not look like Avatar. You know, freaking, freaking, it it looks nothing alike. Real quick, I just want to plug this old show from Nicktoons that I mentioned briefly, Kappa Mikey. I think you need to watch it. It's about a an American cartoon character who wins a contest I love this to star on a Japanese anime. Okay, Kappa Mikey, this is going in. And it's about his interactions in Japan amongst these other animated cartoon characters who are from Japan and know the tropes of anime. And he's just... He kind of looks like Fry from I Futurama. Love I love this. Kappa Mikey? It's a great, stupid cartoon. I love yo. I could talk about Avatar forever. This has been awesome. This has been one yeah. of my favorite episodes. This has definitely been super good. Well, you've been doing a lot of stuff. You've been doing uh, stand up and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I've been running around. Um, you could catch me mostly at uh, Central Park, um, <laughs> talking to pigeons and other trees. Where's Central Park? Where's that? Um, let's see. I'm gonna be at uh, Sheep's Sheep's Head Meadow. No, yeah, Sheep Meadow. In Central Park, which is kind of over by the West Side, on um, in New York City, in New York City, in Manhattan, in Manhattan, fucking, <laughs> um, and uh, open mics around five five thirty. Um, also in Brooklyn at uh, Irving Square Park, 
on Thursdays at 5, and there was, um, I think that's it. That, that's that's all I got right now. And of course, the number one place that you can find Chandler Phillips is right here on Was That In Good Taste every single Friday. Where? iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. Where podcasts are found. Where pod- Anywhere <laughs> that podcasts are found. In the podcast aisle. It's next to the butter. YouTube us, Google us, all that stuff. This has been absolutely awesome, as always. This is super good. Remember, if you want to reach out to us, be part of the conversation, Art of Giving Up Podcast at gmail.com. You can reach me personally at DA, well, that's not right. It's Giving Up Podcast. I got to change my names. <laughs> giving Up Podcast on Instagram, DA, Art of Giving Up on Twitter, Habit of Wellness on Facebook, and of course, this motherfucker over here at C underscore underscore Y. C under- what? C underscore underscore honey oh, on Instagram. Ha. And what is it? Squarespace.com. No, squarespace.humblebumblebear. No, it's, it's squarespace.com forward slash humblebumble. What, what? Yeah, let's just go with that. It's bumblebear. What? Dot squarespace. Why did you get rid of your domain? I, I transfer it. I don't. I don't. If you go into Squarespace and you see how they have a domain. They will transfer it for you. Can we just can we talk about this another time? Wait, I feel I feel like I'm being badgered in front of people. <laughs> Quick, favorite Avatar character? Uh, King Boomy. Why? <laughs> he's a mad genius. Ira, he's the best. He is the best. But my favorite, King Boomy. The whole episode where they first when they meet up. That's still and they and he, he's like he's like why don't you just tell me why don't you just tell he's like because you have to think outside of the box exactly. you got to think differently and we both really like rock candy <laughs> that was that was a crazy episode well uh, as always that was was that in good taste um, should we do another uh, bison shot before we go I was you know you know I was thinking about ending it with a yip yip oh, I was let's. Oh, you got a little tea in yours. Huh? Let's see. Um, don't just leave empty air. You gotta. gotta All right. This is gonna be nice, pro. There we go. <clears throat> so, as always, I'm was... Chan. Oh, what are... <laughs> again? Uh, oh, oh, okay. <clears throat> well, as always, was that in good taste? No. Did I fuck it up? Right. No. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, yep. 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 Thank you.